I'm seeing right now on ESPN on television, they are showing video of the college football playoff selection committee meeting earlier today, Ian. So we will find out which one of us is more right in just about 30 minutes from now. I don't care about being right. It's my opinion. And you are the lawyer in you, you have to be right. And I don't care about being right. I care about being informed and entertaining. And if I'm wrong, then I'm a football fool. But I promise you, this committee, they, they, they had three teams that almost helped them immensely coming into tonight. And that was Washington State, your Florida Gators, and the Auburn Tigers. They all came close. They didn't win. Now, chaos is about to happen. I would, I, Amber, I would hate to be a member of this particular committee. I'm telling you. It's going to be that's, insane. It's going to be insane, possibly. That's kind of where we disagree, though, because I don't know if I see the chaos coming, unlike Ian Fitzsimmons. I like to be right. Be a part of Amber and Ian Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. You can call us, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. We will be taking your calls on whatever the results are of the college football playoff selection committee when we do get those college football playoff rankings again in about 30 minutes from now. However, today is Giving Tuesday, Ian. So before we give our opinion on where we expect those college rankings to end up, let's talk about something that's frankly far more important than anything that we normally are doing as we're sitting here. Today's Giving Tuesday, which is a beautiful day for you to give to charities all across, right? We have Black Friday, where we all just go shop, and then Cyber Monday, where we all go shop some more. And so now it's time to give back. Right? It's time to give back to our communities. And there's no better place to do it than here. V.org slash donate. That is where you can donate directly to cancer research through the V Foundation, where 100% of your donation goes directly to the game-changing cancer research. The number of cancer survivors in this country, 18.1% million. I am one of those 18.1 million. If not for cancer research, I would not be sitting here arguing with Ian Fitzsimmons about college football. <laughs> God bless so you. Donate. God bless <laughs> to you. Sa- donate yeah. to save those sorts of arguments. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 you know, every, you know, October, uh, there's family members that have survived. There's friends that have survived. Uh, I send you a picture um, you know, being now getting to know you, especially as a co-host and a friend, I wear pink every every October for breast cancer. Uh, on the sidelines of every you know NFL and college football game that I call, and, and it's a privilege to do it. I lost my grandfather to cancer, uh, so uh, it touches all of us uh, in one form or another. And um, you know, we're getting closer to beating this beast than it is to beating us. So, with your help, that's how we're getting closer and closer. Since 1991, the overall cancer death rate has decreased by 33%. That is 3.8 million fewer cancer deaths since 1991. People always say things like, we don't have a cure for cancer. Cancer's really, really, 
really complicated. And it's certainly not a one size fits all, but people get discouraged. Like, why don't we have some, you know, easy pill that you can just take and all cancers cured? That's not how it works. But what we do have is tons of different things that actually do cure some of us. Like I am not just in remission. I am cured is what they consider me anyways from breast cancer. But there's plenty of lives that have been saved, millions of lives that have been saved thanks directly to cancer research. When I had breast cancer at 32 years old, I didn't think that I had any family history of it whatsoever. I didn't know of any family history of it. And then I tested positive for a really, really rare genetic mutation. And we traced it back with me getting my parents tested and everything else. And we found out it came from my mother's side. She was from England. And we looked into her family history over there in England. And we realized that her paternal, her, her, my, her, her grandmother, sorry, her grandmother had died there and they never really knew why that she passed away, but she passed away at 32 years old. And somebody, another woman had kind of raised her father. And back then people didn't really talk about that sort of thing, you know, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And it turned out that at 32 years old, she probably died of breast cancer. And then I had the same gene. I also was diagnosed at 32 years old. I did not die. I was able to survive. And I am thriving. And I am here. Yes, I can, confer- can confirm <laughs> I did not die. We don't need sources. So, no sources yes. needed here. So that's just how incredible cancer research has been, right? Just me being born a couple generations later with all the research that's been done, thanks to things like the V Foundation. They have quite literally saved my life and saved so many lives. So go ahead, continue to donate. There's still so much work left to do. V.org slash donate. We will continue to try to push you to do that throughout tonight's show because it is so important. It is so much more important than where Alabama lands in these college football rankings. But that's important as well. So we will get to that. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Greg McElroy, he's ESPN's NFL analyst. He was on ESPN Bet Live earlier. He said, Bama is not guaranteed the playoffs. I don't think Bama in victory is a slam dunk. I think they need two upsets in front of them to make the playoff. Meaning they control their destiny in one. They need Georgia to lose. That would be an upset. That's one. The next one, they need either Texas to lose to Oklahoma State or they need Florida State to lose to Louisville. In the event in which those two things happen, then yes, Bama, I think, will get in the playoff, but they're not going to jump Texas. The committee won't do it. They were going to take the path of least resistance and knowing the head-to-head that existed between Texas and Bama, I don't see a scenario where Tide can still win this weekend and be left out. I think that's a possibility. It's an uncomfortable one, but it is a reality that that could very well come to the surface if chalk flies on Saturday with the exception of the SEC championship. Do you like it more when Greg McElroy said it than me yesterday? Well, you, you were you were giving an argument more for Florida State than, than over in Alabama, and he's not, he's not talking about Bama, you know, beating Georgia. I mean, it's this is one where, again, we get into the argument of best versus deserving. And Mac, I agree with you have to have, if Texas beats Oklahoma State and Bama beats Georgia, there's no way that you're keeping Texas out. And there's, in my opinion, the committee is not keeping an SEC champion and a one-loss Alabama squad, which came in right now eighth in the country by the committee standards. That has just been revealed. If they beat number one Georgia with also wins over, you know, top 15 teams in Ole Miss and LSU, there's no way. Those those are – 
you almost have almost four spots already occupied. So I don't disagree with what what what, what Mac just said at all. But he's going along the lines of you know if Texas you know wins, and also, I mean it's it's one where if Bama beats Georgia, I promise you, I've been in that committee room as, as a mock you know committee member twice. Head to head means a ton. Strength of schedule means a ton. And Bama's strength of schedule, if they beat number one Georgia, is remarkably better than Florida State's. It's not about deserving. It's about best. And right now, you can't tell me any member in that committee room, if you if Bama beats Georgia, which is their worst nightmare, if you said, hey, Bama plays Florida State tomorrow, who wins the game? If Who Bama plays Florida State tomorrow, but that the only reason I'm choosing Bama, and I said it yesterday, is because of the Nick, Nick Saban effect, right? I mean, you want to be safe with your money. If I'm putting money on one, I'm going to put money on the coach that I've seen do it time and time and time and time and time and time again. Uh, and Mike Norvell's not there yet. But well, it's not because I, I, I feel I like Bama's so much better than Florida Jordan State. I would say Jordan Travis not being there and Jalen Milrow ascending week in, week out. That the Jordan Travis aspect with Florida State well, that is, is, is is a massive factor for me. So the committee has spoken, and I mean, here we go. I mean, so right now it is Ohio State at six, which is a bit surprising. They fell. Oregon. Well, I, I thought they would be behind Alabama and Texas, to be honest with you. So uh, the way I uh, the way I had it, the way I would have ranked it. If I'm on that committee, Georgia one, Michigan two, Washington three, Oregon four, then one loss, Oregon. Yeah, have you watched them? And their one loss is by three. Had a loss. Again, it does. It's about best team, and their and their one loss they can avenge. By the way, on Friday night, and man, they are they. no one has come within two two scores of this team since they lost to Washington, and they're beating top twenty five teams. So I would have had Oregon, Oregon, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, then Texas, Alabama, Florida State, Ohio State. That's how I would have ranked them. The disrespect to Florida State. Uh, it's ninth, not disrespect think, right? Eighth or at ninth all. that you had them uh, in the rankings for undefeated. It's it feels it's Jordan like punishing Travis them not for being losing. There, Amber. It's yeah, Jordan it feels Travis like punishing them there. for an injury to their quarterback, and, and that there's something that feels so wildly unfair about that. The College Football Playoff Committee did just release their rankings, though, not in line with what Ian Fitzsimmons said. So coming up next, we will get into the rankings from this week for the College Football Playoffs plus. Plenty of carousel coaching carousel going on in the college ranks as well. How has that ended up for these schools? We'll get into the new hires and some of the new firings as well. You can always join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, triple eight, say ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play. And Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Giving Tuesday and for Giving Tuesday if you're able. We are asking you to please support the critical work of the V Foundation for Cancer Research. You go to v.org slash donate 100% every single cent of your donation. It goes directly to game-changing cancer research. So if you have the means, please consider doing so. Cancer research, it's not just about, Ian, we always talk about beating cancer. It's not just about beating cancer or being cancer-free. It's also about quality of life. It's about the different treatments that are available, the different technology, the better understanding of genetics and the factors there and the environmental factors and how to address those. But even things like helping people live more normal lives during and after cancer as well. So it's not just about surviving cancer. It's all sorts of things that are encompassed by cancer research. You know, for me, as a, as a younger cancer patient who I hadn't had kids yet when I was diagnosed with cancer, fertility was a huge part of cancer and the various charities that were had made such huge strides there with cancer research where you could fight cancer and still have the hope of having children after you fought cancer, which is exactly what happened for me. So again, v.org slash donate if you are able. It is not just Giving Tuesday, though. It is Reaction Tuesday as well here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. We are reacting to the college football playoff rankings that we just got. So here they sit. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Washington. Number four, Florida State. Number five, Oregon. And number six, Ohio State. This varies dramatically from what Ian would have done. It's... It's basically well, I right say in line. Dramatically, the top three are the exact same. The, it's right in line with, with, frankly, what I probably would have done. Uh, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, of course, the four undefeateds. I felt like that's the easiest way for the committee to go is to have the four undefeateds at the top, and, and, that's, and that's where they settled. Easy ain't right. And this is not about deserving. I can't emphasize this enough. Having served on this committee twice as a mock member, they grilled into us. It is not about deserving. It is about the four best teams. So let me ask you a question, Amber. If Alabama played Florida State tomorrow, who do you who do you think wins the game? Well, here's the odd, con- the, or not the odd okay. conversation with Florida State, but the uncomfortable conversation with Florida it's, State. It's when you lose your quarterback for the okay, season because he goes did. down with injury. But so they're still, the so they've done team? the work all season. They're undefeated the entire season because he goes down before the last regular season game. And then you're going to get punished by fall or two. They had two games left, right? Then you're going to get punished essentially by falling in the Uh, rankings. It's a simple question. Who wins the game? Most likely Alabama. Okay. So why would you have Florida State ahead of Alabama? Now let's get, we can continue. Oregon. Alabama's dropped a game to Texas. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that one, and, and by the way, I would, I have Texas ahead of Alabama. My top, my top four are Georgia, 
Michigan, Washington, and the, which is in line with the committee. And then I go with best team. It's not about most deserving. And I think the committee right now is going the easy route. And they are, and I'll, I'll mention this to Boo, Boo Corgan when he joins us coming up the next hour. Florida State right now, and I, I just saw them against your Gators. They are an outstanding football team. This is not a shot at Florida State, but they aren't the same team without Jordan Travis. So I, I think or I have I would have Oregon ahead of Florida State. And I mean, I'll be honest, I would have Alabama ahead of Florida State. I'd have Texas ahead of Florida State. My my top if I were on that committee. I, and I've seen Georgia in person. I've seen Michigan in person. I've seen Washington twice. I've seen Oregon twice. You know, I have not seen Texas in person, but I've watched a lot of tape. I've seen Alabama. I've seen Florida State. I'm sorry. I mean, and I, I don't think I should apologize about this. It's about the best teams. And to me, Oregon, <laughs> I keep saying that, Georgia, Oregon. Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, then Texas, Alabama, Florida State is how I'd have it ranked right there, top seven. The committee has Bama sitting at eighth, Missouri Amazing. at ninth, Penn State at tenth. I don't know if I mentioned uh, Texas there at seventh as well. So that's how they round out the top ten. If you want to chime into the conversation, how do you feel about these latest rankings? Who do you agree with, me or Ian? Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Kirk Herb Street host of College Game Day. He was on the college football playoff ranking show, and he said he made the case for why Florida State should be ranked number four. If you're a Florida State fan, you should be very, very excited about these rankings because in my mind, I think, Joey or Greg, you, you mentioned this. If you look behind them, you have Oregon. Oregon, Washington is going to take care of themselves. One's going to be in, one's going to be out. One's going to, if Oregon wins, you'd think they're going to be able to be in the top four. If, if uh, Washington wins, that eliminates Oregon. Ohio State's not going to go anywhere. I find it very hard to imagine, based on these rankings, that if Florida State were to win, even without Jordan Travis, that Texas or Alabama has a chance to go by them. So I think, based on what we just saw, if you're Florida State, it looks like you're four quarters away from controlling your own destiny and, and securing a spot in the playoff, even without your guy, Jordan Travis. Yeah, if, if Florida State loses to Louisville, this is not a conversation whatsoever, and they're not making it into a college football If Alabama loses picture. to Georgia, it's not a conversation. If Alabama loses to Georgia, not much of a conversation That's the either. biggest one for the committee, in my opinion. That is the biggest haymaker that they are trying to avoid. Because if Bama beats number one, and they've got a win over Ole Miss and a win over LSU and a win over Tennessee. And now you take down number one, you, how do you leave them out? Well, what does Georgia's schedule look like, though, strength of schedule-wise? Because they'd only Georgia, have one loss in that scenario as well, even though they would have lost a head-to-head to Bama. I mean, how do you leave Georgia out? You can't. Even if they that's lose my the point. SEC championship. That's, that's my point. They're both in, and Michigan's in. So now what are you doing with Texas? If Texas were to beat Oklahoma State, the biggest nightmare for the committee is is if Bama were to beat Georgia. And I have no earthly idea if Bama can or cannot. But all I know is this, is that if we're going, it's not about deserving, it's about best. And Herb Street is right, what he said there. He wasn't saying, if you listen to him, he wasn't saying Florida State is better. He's saying that by the committee's vote, Florida State is in a great position. Because of them, because if they're sitting there with them sitting there at four right now, 
the chaos around them would have to be immense in order to bounce them out of the top four. And I was very impressed with what Florida State did against Florida, especially with you know Tate Rodemaker as a backup quarterback coming in. But just watching the game, the four best teams to me, I don't have Florida State in there. And I have to talk to Mike Norvell about this on Thursday morning, and I'm not looking forward to it. But I'm going to be honest with him and say, look, you know, you control your own destiny. You have to, how much do you, can you prove to America that you are truly one of the four best teams? I was watching the Florida-Florida State game with a bunch of Florida State fans, which was a horrible idea since I'm a massive <laughs> Gators fan. But they were saying during that game and even after they won that they were worried that they weren't going to get in even if they went out. Well, this, I think, says that they are going to get in. What's coming up next? What is next for the Carolina Panthers? We'll, we'll go to the NFL. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Of course, the voice of the late, great Jim Valvano. Jimmy V founded the V Foundation in 1993. For you to contribute here on this Giving Tuesday, we're asking that you please, if you're able, go to v.org slash donate, where 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Every single cent of it goes to cancer research. So you never have to worry about if your donation's going to the right places. One in three women and one in two men in the United States will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetimes. So we ask again, v.org slash donate if you are able to donate. Certainly cancer research saved my life and hopefully it will save the lives of many, many more as we raise more funds here at ESPN Radio. 
Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons with you, ESPN Radio, presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So it's Giving Tuesday. We're thinking about things much bigger than football, but of course, it's still ESPN. And we are always thinking about football around these parts. We haven't gotten to talk about the NFL yet on today's show. Been a little focused on those college football playoff rankings. So let's turn our attention to the pros. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. And Hawk, thanks so much for your time. Let's start With the Carolina Panthers, they fire Frank Reich after 11 games. What do you think this means for Bryce Young? Do you think this is a good thing or it's just more turmoil and another young QB who has to now learn a new playbook? I mean, it's definitely something that a young QB is going to have to navigate, no matter if this is the right move or not. It's just tough not to have stability. Um, I've seen it with a lot of young quarterbacks firsthand that if they don't have that stability, it really does curve their development. Now, if it's truly a case where, you know, the coaches in place weren't the right ones for this, their future star, then you have you have to make the move. The question becomes, well, if the same people who are making these decisions previously are still making the decisions, what confidence do you have that they're going to find the right guy? Um, and I'm just hoping that for Bryce Young's sake, um, that they're using, you know, the, the right filter um, – to figure out what candidates they should truly be talking to. You know, Hawk, you, you mentioned that very thing there about, you know, uh, c- consistency and, and especially with a young quarterback. And you reminded me of another young quarterback from Alabama also in Mac Jones. His rookie year, he helps the Patriots to the playoffs. He's in the Pro Bowl. And then Bill Belichick hires a defensive coordinator in Matt Patricia to be his offensive coordinator, and Mac Jones has just gone in the tank to the point where I think he needs to get it the hell out of New England and needs a reset. So to your point of that very thing, how much can you point to Mac Jones when it comes to Bryce Young and making sure if you're Carolina, you have to get this right? I, I, would, I would say you could definitely point to Mac Jones. I would say you can probably point to Justin Fields. You can point to Carson Wentz. You can point to any of these young quarterbacks who showed promise early and again, just no stability puts them at a disadvantaged situation. Now, you know, I, I'm not saying a defensive-minded head coach can't be the the way for the Panthers, but I think if you invested so much in the first overall pick in Bryce Young and you traded away, you know, some real stars in CMC and DJ Moore to to build around him, you have to make sure you get somebody at, at the helm who's going to be there for the foreseeable future. And if you don't go with an offensive-minded head coach you run the risk of putting them through the same cycles of this quarterback that you named because any time that you show promise as a young offensive coordinator, you get a head coaching job because everybody else is hiring that way. That's why 26 of the current offensive coordinators are in their first year with their organizations because they're hard people to keep around unless you have one of those people at the top who can be that stability in these very, very crucial development years for Bryce Young. So that's what the Panthers should do to get the most out of Bryce Young. But I'm curious, Andrew Hawkins, you spent years catching footballs in the NFL, so you can watch these guys differently than the rest of us who weren't able to do that. What do you see in Bryce Young? Do you believe in Bryce Young, or is that even a fair question at this point? I don't think it's a fair question at this point because also, I mean, I would say, like, what were your – I would ask the, the Carolina Panthers brass, like, what, what were your expectations for the team this year? Now – this is without us knowing anything behind the scenes, right? Because what happens a lot of times is, yeah, there's bad football being played on the field, but you never know whether that is a product of the players, it's a product of the coaches, or it's the product of just, you know, back-end turmoil that, like, any workplace that is toxic, 
that stuff does come forward on the football field. I've been in scenarios like that as well. But that being said, I don't think that they have enough talent around Bryce Young to make the determination of what he is or he isn't. The game of football has changed. NFL football has changed. The expectations have changed. They want quarterbacks to come in and, you know, be C.J. Stroud. It's unrealistic, and not everybody has that same trajectory and um, can thrive in those scenarios. But that being said, there's like you can't point to the, 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 the Carolina Panthers and say, well, man, on offense, they, they really have these weapons that they're not utilizing. It's just not the, the case. It's why they were picking first overall in the first place. On another note, you played wide receiver at the highest level in the National Football League. When you saw Deontay Johnson, wide receiver Pittsburgh Steelers, not even trying to block a corner in, in, a, in a big short yardage situation, and then a live fumble is going on at his feet and he doesn't give a damn, what was your reaction? And as a teammate, what would you do in that locker room? You know, I think it's, it's like one of those things where, like you said, I don't want to call it nuance. It looks – and what I would tell, you know, I have an 11-year-old son who plays wide receiver, and, you know, I preach to him the same thing I preach to anybody, Deontay included, which is football is giving max effort all the time. Now, that being said, in short yardage situations, I've been taught to stay still on um, a short yardage play. So, like, what happens is you literally don't move at the snap of the ball so that the referee – has a clear shot of your running back or quarterback getting past the first down marker. Like, they literally teach that. A combination of everything, to your point, that made it look so bad. I think what it was, and Tomlin spoke today, about him pouting from the play before where he thought he scored a touchdown and they ruled him um, to not have possession. And this is why in the NFL game, you can't allow previous plays to affect the next play. Again, what I tell my son is that I ask him, what's the most important play? And he says, this play. Because that's the way the mentality of an NFL player should be. And now you have this conversation around you, Deontay Johnson, that, you know, people are questioning your effort or your, your want to as a football player. You know, and, I, and that's the most disheartening thing. And hopefully it serves as a le- as lesson to him and all other receivers as well. And, again, I'm only taking this position because of what Tomlin came out and said. But absolutely, I mean, you're, you're in a, a dogfight. Um, for the playoffs and, you know, no offensive coordinator. We want everybody pushing in the right direction. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it was just a, you know, wrong time, wrong place situation for Deontay and, and not the worst. ESPN NFL analyst Andrew Hawkins joining us here on Amber and Ian. Hawk, who is the NFL MVP right now? Mm, that's a tough one. I, I, I would probably – Give it to Jalen. Um, I think Dak is up there, you know, but I, 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 it's just hard to make that determination, you know, based on the schedule they've played. And that's not taking anything away from Dak. I think he's played lights out. But I think the beauty of the gauntlet that the, the Cowboys have coming up is that you'll get real answers to, you know, the kind of season that Dak is having. But over the last six games, I don't think anybody's played better than, than Dak. But I, I've just been a fan of Jalen Hurts in the way that, you know, he's been able to orchestrate that offense and collect the wins in the moments that he does and in the way he does with comeback victories and just being at his best in critical moments throughout the season. 
Elaborate I hate a little that. bit I more. Hate, I that. hate that answer. I hate that answer, <laughs> Hawk. I hate that answer. Because right now he's the favorite. It's everyone's answer. But like you just said, Dak's actually playing better. Jalen wasn't even the best quarterback on the field in this last in this last win of his, given he's the one who got the win in that one. But what I the reason I don't like that answer is because we have to go quarterback here. And that's what bothers me about it, because I feel like there's a lot of other positions on that field. And this is the season where it feels like some of those other positions should be leading the way. Yeah, I mean, if there was going to be a year, this would be it. Um, I, I mean, you could throw Tyreek Hill into that conversation. I think you could throw CMC into that conversation. I would even say, depending on how the year finishes Watt. out, you could probably throw Miles Garrett and TJ yeah. Watt into that, that mm-hmm. conversation. We talk about guys who are literally carrying their team, right? These are the Steelers and the Browns. Offensively, they haven't gotten much help. And quite literally, I've, I've seen TJ and Miles win whole games for their football squad. So, I do think that's a conversation worth having. Being realistic, I mean, we know how this this game works, unfortunately. And, again, the next six games, as always, will help define the story a lot more than what we have at the current. It's it's, uh, incomplete is the grade that I give the quarterback race at the moment. For people who are are telling, you know, the Dak haters out there going, well, who's he really beating? Like I don't care. I don't care who you beat on an NFL Sunday. I mean, that's an NFL football team. You just won and beat. When you watch Dak play right now, what are you seeing? I see a guy who's playing with confidence. I mean, my thing with Dak was always like, you know, he's always been super talented. I played against Dak when I was in the league, and I watched him firsthand when he was a rookie, and I I was blown away by the poise that he had even at that that junction of his career. And my gripe, if I had one with Dak, was always that like I kind of felt like he was the last person to believe in his talent because um, he's been so talented but it's like he didn't he played at times and moments as if he didn't quite believe in it and I think when you look at Dak over the last six weeks he has a confidence about him you know in the critical moments in certain situational football it's just a command of the offense that's taken it to a new level I think Mike McCarthy is starting to call games in a way that could that took the handcuffs off of Dak in a, a little bit, where early on I think they were trying to play to not make a mistake and let the defense play, but it's been the opposite over the last six games. And him playing with that confidence has unlocked, you know, CeeDee Lamb. It's gotten, you know, Brandon Cooks going. It's gotten their tight ends going. And so, yeah, I mean, he has played teams that aren't very good on defense for sure, but even the ones who are good, he, he still has put up those kind of numbers and those kind of performances. And so, again, I think down the stretch they have – what the Dolphins, the Bills, the Eagles again, um, the Seahawks this week, and so we'll get a we'll definitely get a better picture for what Dak is doing. But I do suspect that he's going he's going to keep that trend going. I just I just feel like there's something different about the way that he's approaching the game. That is why everyone's kind of you know even the Dak haters are having to give him the props because he's he's doing what he's supposed to do against bad defense, and that isn't always the case, no matter how good a quarterback is. You can only play who is on your schedule. He's doing a pretty good job of it so far. Andrew Hawkins also doing a great job of it here for ESPN. Thanks, Hawk. Thank you guys for having me. Jalen Hurts right now is the favorite to win the NFL MVP, according to ESPN. Bet at plus 150. Dak Prescott is fourth at plus 800. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, did the college football playoff committee get it right tonight? Your calls. Join the conversation. Triple H, say ESPN. How do you feel about the latest college football rankings? 
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. That is my favorite part of that excellent speech by Stuart Scott. We have gotten a lot of iconic speeches over the years at the ESPYs in honor of V Foundation in honor of what Jim Valvano started all those years ago, back in 1993, raising money for cancer research when he himself had cancer. He passes away of cancer, of course, but so many lives since have been saved in those years, just from when Jimmy V started the V Foundation. So many lives have been saved, thanks in large part to science and advancement and technology and cancer research and everything that the V Foundation is trying to do. V.org slash donate. That is where 100% of your donation goes directly to game-changing cancer research. We are asking you if you are able on this Giving Tuesday to donate to cancer research and the V Foundation. Triple H say ESPN, if you want to join the college football playoff conversations, we got the college football playoff rankings. You can give us a call in the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Ian and I disagree about Alabama, where they should be placed, how the committee is looking at things right now. The committee did put the four undefeateds, one through four. Ian would have Florida State much lower on his list, more yeah, like it's eight or nine. not about Alabama. Nine. For me, it's, it's, it's about Florida State, where the committee has the Knowles. Uh, that, that's, that's the only one for me. Uh, that's the biggest one for me, because I, I don't think they are right now one of the four best teams in the country. Are they, more, more, are they one of the most deserving? Sure. But it's not about deserving. The committee's mission, when in their mission statement, when this was all started, you know, ten years ago, was to get the four best teams in, not the easy way, not the most deserving, but the best. And right now, without Jordan Travis, I don't think Florida State's one of the best teams. I think that's kind of it's it's a it's a difficult mission, right? And in ten years ago, maybe when we come up with this concept, it looks a little different. And listen, things are about to solve themselves because of the expansion of the college football playoffs. And I feel like this year is proof that that's more necessary now, oh, maybe more than tough. ever. But it's so difficult the difference, that distinction, that differentiation between best and deserving, because it is really bleepy to essentially punish Florida State for losing their quarterback after the season FSU has had. And I'm saying that as a Gators fan. Triple H to ESPN, <laughs> that's how you chime into the conversation. Matthew in Tennessee is calling us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hey, Matthew, what do you have on the college football playoff rankings? 
Well, I agree with you 100%. And all the boo-hooers about Alabama not getting in there. And, of course, conveniently, the quarterback's down. So what, what would Alabama do against Florida State, the quarterback? So what would Alabama do against Tennessee again? I mean, who cares? That doesn't matter. They picked who they picked, and they have the undefeated teams of the top four. You know, the same argument for not putting Alabama up there are the same people that would say, why was TCU in it last year? Because the championship game was terrible. We should have had Alabama. We should have had somebody else in there. No. That's why they want to get rid of this 14, go to 16, go to 18. So it's not always Alabama and always Ohio State and always Clemson. And I'm an SEC fan, and and we can argue that SEC is the best, or we can argue that, that Ohio's that, uh, Big Ten's the best, but none of that – we want to get away from that. That's why the college playoffs stunk uh, for the, the fact that it was always about them because they had their opportunities for 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. They're fighting each other. Well, they're the best conference. We've got to put them in there. Well, let's get rid of that thought. Let's get – Who's won the most games? And Matthew, I don't have Alabama even ahead of Texas. I mean, I have I have I have Texas ahead of Alabama. I don't know why you're. You must be a Vols fan if you keep bringing up Alabama in this conversation. No, but I mean, he it has, has nothing I, I, to do I, with Alabama. See, I, I well, I disagree there because we have made you have made a thing about Bama if they beat Georgia that you think they Which should by be the way, automatically I don't in. think they will. First of all, I don't, I don't think that they will either. But even if they do, I would not have them in the college football playoffs. And the reason for that is what Matthew just said, where it doesn't really matter to me what Alabama would do in this hypothetical if they played these teams now today. What they did do was lose to Texas. So if you wanted to be in the college football playoffs, take care of business like Florida State, like Washington, like the undefeated. Beat the teams on your schedule. Alabama couldn't even do that. So let me get this straight. You just <laughs> said about 40 minutes ago that if they played tomorrow, you would think you have Alabama beating Florida State. But that doesn't matter. No, the yes, point. it does. It's about it the ma- best It shouldn't teams. matter. It should not matter because it, Alabama did not earn their way in. And Alabama did not beat you Texas. Beat, you beat Florida State has beat everybody standards. that you put in front of them. So you, Alabama's not on Florida State's schedule. We don't need to make some mythical world no. where Alabama and Florida State play. And I have to choose one because all I have to do is point to everybody who in the real world Florida State did play. And they beat. And again, I hate Florida but State. But it's also the resume, <laughs> Why am I arguing Amber. For them? It's it's a complete resume. And Florida State has got two wins over top twenty five teams by the committee standards. Alabama right now has three. And if 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 Florida State beats Louisville, which by the way that's going to be a tough task. It's only a two and a half point number on ESPN bet. That would be a win over number fourteen Louisville. Alabama would beat number one Georgia. Their fourth top twenty-five win. I mean, it's to me. It's then about you're just best, penalizing not, diver- not not deserving. Then you're just penalizing teams not in the SEC. Is is essentially no. What you're I think. Doing by there. the way, the biggest part is if Texas beats Oklahoma State, Texas is more deserving than Alabama because they beat Alabama. Well, that's true. But even if if Alabama beats Georgia, Georgia still arguably is more deserving <laughs> than Alabama. And that's even though Alabama that, won that the head-to-head, that, that's the biggest, Georgia would have the better. That's the, the biggest one right there for the, the committee. Bigger, better loss. That's the biggest yeah, that one would, right there for the committee. That's, that's chaos. That Coming up yeah. next, we're going to get to your phone calls because the phone line is blowing up. Triple Eight, say ESPN, more reaction to the college football playoff rankings.